welcome to the beginning of the middle of the road awkward christmas in between new year's episode the most useless week that ever existed i hate this week particularly with this fucking weather like mm. are you getting rain i uh, just poured all day nonstop. yeah we're getting fucking rain point. too the only thing that was good about it was there was garbage in one of the like actual garbage in one of the bins and it was frozen there and I couldn't get it out before the holiday. So I'll take the absolutely no invoicing and no income. I don't mind it because I got the garbage out of the bin. And I probably should mind it, and I probably should be upset because that's the only thing I have going for me to. Well, Darian was floating equipment, so I emptied garbage. Right. I emptied garbage out of a bin, and Darian was moving equipment for a client. So we had two things happening today, one of which was billable. But if all this rain had been snow, I can only think of the billing that may have occurred then, and dream of it. Hmm. But instead, I will just take solace in the fact that I got the garbage unfrozen from the garbage bin. Because sometimes in landscaping, you take what you can get. And today, all I can get is unfrozen garbage. But it's probably more than Chad got. I made zero dollars this week. Unless you count Christmas presents. Ooh! Are we counting? So... Whenever CRA was doing my audit, I mean, they still are doing my audit, but at one point during the audit, they had printed out a paper of all these transactions and they wanted me to explain them. Like $65 from this person that I never knew or like 20 bucks here or there. I'm just like, is it really that important? I'm pretty sure my wife sold something on MomSwap or Kijiji or something like that and they transferred her the money. Like was this out of your personal accounts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they go through your business and your personal accounts, right? Oh, wow. Oh, I guess that. Makes oh, sense. yeah. 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 They're, they leave no stone unturned. I feel somewhat surprised about that, only because you're like technically, I'm assuming you're not running a sole proprietorship. No corporation. So technically, the corporation is a person unto its own. Yeah. And you're. You are only an employee of the corporation. Correct. But but so just so, to put it in perspective, if you were the CEO of Pfizer and they were doing an HST investigation, which wouldn't happen because you also line the pockets of Trudeau, but let's say you weren't doing that, you would um they wouldn't like be checking his transactions on his wife's fucking Facebook sales. Yeah, I really don't. They're only doing it to you because your corporation is small, which really isn't, in my version, isn't fair. Agree, but the long. So did they ask you for permission, or did they just demand it? I don't think the government has ever asked me for permission for anything in my life. My father has been dead for three or four years now, and they are still sending me notices to his estate, which obviously I get the mail for, to file his taxes for his closed down company that already did its closing 
and paid all its taxes and all this shit, like they're still asking me to file for a company that no longer exists or telling me I need to file. Like it's just bonkers. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading a thing online somewhere. They're talking about how hard it is to stop stuff like that from happening. What? Like just ridiculous shit. That's like, and if you call and say, Hey, this company doesn't exist anymore. I can't deal with it. It's already been done. They'll say to you, we can't acknowledge that because you're not the owner of the company. <laughs> and then you're forced to say things like, yeah, the owner of the company is dead. And they're like, well, you need to, I need to speak to them so they can prove that. Like, <laughs> it, was, it, was just, it was a whole article about exactly what Chad's talking about, how stupid the Canadian government is when it comes in terms of, well, in terms of everything, but definitely in terms of like someone who's deceased and how hard it is to end. Like they just keep asking to speak to the person and like the person is de- like deceased. I, I can't arrange that. If I could, I would once again be building a huge yacht and tearing down a historic bridge to get my yacht out to the ocean. I'm not doing that. So I'm, you know, anyways, I wonder if the CRA can audit your employees. For example, if they have a company card, they can or do if whatever they reinver- want. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. There's nothing stopping them from going after absolutely any person. That's true. Do you think if you are a big corporation, like a big, like a fair size, like, I don't know, like a, a fair size corporation, like a Pfizer is obviously excessive, but say you were the CDC. I'm just joking. Obviously, they wouldn't fucking. <laughs> uh, if you were a big corporation that had billions of dollars and they were trying to investigate the CEO's wife's Facebook purchases and selling, and that guy said, I'll see you in fucking court. My lawyer is going to fucking crush you. They would probably say no problem and not do it. Yeah, or they they definitely wouldn't put their best man on it. You know, like the government would maybe put one of their first or second year guys on it and sort of just let some things fall through the cracks, maybe. Yeah, get, or get crushed in court. Mm, it just doesn't yeah. seem reasonable that the company is, the whole point of it is supposed to be separation and it seems I don't. I get it. it must be legal, but it just seems well, crazy that they can yeah, investigate they, some Facebook marketplace sales of <laughs> some vases that were on your fucking desk. Yeah, they want to. They want to make sure there's no funneling of corporate money into my personal account, right? Because obviously, I'm. So they think they. So they. People that, go ahead. They think. They rationally believe that if you're going to funnel corporate money into your personal accounts, you'd funnel it $23 at a time. Through people that I don't <laughs> know. A, yeah, through yeah. people that you don't know on a Sunday morning. <laughs> now those people that you don't know are being audited. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, into it. Go nuts. I would have been so tempted to say to the guy, that's you've caught me red-handed. Let me pay the tax on that 23 bucks, bro. What do I owe you? 
Like it, it seems it just Yeah. The other the other thing that concerns me about all this is on a base level, you have a bookkeeper, you file your HST and returns regularly. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she does it on the up and up. Absolutely. You have a CA that submits yep. from the bookkeeper who also files all your stuff. You pay all your taxes on time. At what point do we start to say that this is a waste of my money as a taxpayer? Why don't you go investigate someone who's actually doing some shit? Oh, I've said it all along to myself. I haven't said it directly to CRA. Well, no, I wouldn't say it to them either. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say But I'm saying, like, it just seems crazy that they think that this is a productive use of someone's time. Like, if that... Say that $23 was actually funneled from the company into your account from a third-party person that you never met who just wanted to help you out with this 23 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if that was true, let's say that they they discovered the one time that you funneled this 23 bucks through a third party, what they would get back from it wouldn't even begin to pay their costs on that investigation. They should never be investigating anything that won't cover the costs of the investigation. That should be their bar. Right. Yeah. And for anyone who is doing those investigations, if they're not investigating and recouping funds at a rate that pays their own salary, they should be fired immediately. Yeah. In an ideal world, absolutely. I think that would be just great. See, in my mind, having um, a CPA sort of lends some, I I think at least it lends credibility to the business, right? Because you have a professional accountant that's gone over everything that's been provided to them and submitted on your behalf saying this is legit. There's no fucking around here. And the accountant doesn't doesn't want to lie. No. And get in hot water, right? They'll get in more shit than you do. Yeah. So there's no red flags about how we're conducting business and the accountant's vouching for us, right? So why take it any further? You're you're paying all your remittances. It's not like you're late on a remittance. No. No. I think there have been quarters in the past maybe three or four years ago where we didn't have $90,000 to give them. So we gave them 50 and took the the penalty hit and then paid them the next month, you know, because we haven't been paid commercially, but that hasn't happened in a long time. Right. But, and I think a lot of companies do that as well. Right. Just to stay in the black or the green, whatever you call it. Yeah. We've delayed, Maybe it's about a week or two. Yeah. Like, but you've done your remit. Like it just, the whole thing just seems outrageous to me that they yeah. have nothing better to do with their time than. And if this is the only thing that they can find for someone to do with their time, then they have way too many people employed doing this job. Mm-hmm. When you are conducting useless investigations for no reason, you have way too many 
people physically performing that action. And maybe they should look at laying off some of those auditors. Because if this is the best thing they can come up with to track down $23 that came from some <laughs> Facebook transaction into your bank account, if that's the best thing that they can find to do, that person needs to be laid off. There's Absolutely. a million companies committing massive fraud. Massive million-dollar fraud with HST. And this person's... The, the thing is, when they investigate someone like you that has a CA and pays all their remittances and has 90%, the investigation is easy and they don't actually have to do any work. And because there's no expectation of success from their employer, they can just keep doing these bullshit investigations that go nowhere with people they know aren't committing offenses. Because if you actually go and find someone that is committing an offense and investigate them, I'd that assume take, there'd be a lot takes, of work behind it. Yeah. That takes a lot of work and you got to prove it. And you <laughs> got to do right now. It's just them going, all right, we're putting this motherfucker through the ringer. He got 23 bucks one time. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's boss, who's just as lazy and stupid, is like, oh, fuck, we are working our asses off on this. We haven't caught anyone doing anything in five fucking years. But holy shit, are we working our asses off on people we know are paying their taxes? <laughs> that is the fucking stupidest shit ever like they need to get rid of these people if the best thing they can do is find is to investigate your wife's 23 dollars facebook transaction then they need to lay that person off or lay off a bulk of them the government doesn't need them they're not accomplishing anything government has a lot of people that aren't accomplishing anything regardless of the department but oh yeah yeah for sure but this is That's a it. particularly egregious, obviously, abuse of power. Yeah. Yeah. Then we just smile and take it and send them all the paperwork they need. To do nothing. To do nothing. How big is your business? We may have done $2 million this year. Which is, I mean, How... great for me, you know. Hold on. $2 million business. Yeah. How long has this investigation been going on? Um, I'd say midsummer is whenever we got the notice. Wow! So I like think, six months. You guys, yeah. I mean, you guys have been involved from the start. You've known about it. You've known <laughs> we're, about we're it from the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as they close the, the chapter on me, they're picking up one of you guys. So this, is, so they've been doing this for six months. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's, so. Even. How much do you pay in HST in a year? Uh, I'd say probably two hundred grand, two hundred, two fifty, something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It seems like a lot because you buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. My regardless, yeah. I'd say two two fifty max. But like you, you'd like to hope that if an investigator is employed, they're investigating more than 200 a potential if you had paid nothing so you've paid an average of 200 250 a year so what they're looking for out of your two million dollar company is the hst you didn't pay over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so best case scenario for these motherfuckers is you might have shorted them 10 15 20 grand max that's their best case scenario because you have legit paid 250 grand 
Yeah. So what are they searching for? That ten that ten thousand dollars that you screwed them on, or that twelve thousand? Like that's fucking crazy. This person has spent six months trying to find potentially at max twenty grand. Yeah. If you had yeah. paid if you had paid zero HST and we're claiming zero, and this person was spending six months trying to get the full two seventy out of you, oh I'd be God. like that. That seems like a worthwhile venture for their time. Yeah. That seems like something they should be doing. But when you're saying, hey, I paid 250, they're going, fuck. There could be at least another one to two percent that this motherfucker didn't pay. <laughs> like, what exactly. are you talking about? Yeah. This is so ridiculous to be investigating it. When there's people that have a million dollars in unpaid HST. Let's not name any names. No investigation <laughs> needed. No investigation needed. Have yeah. they given you a deadline, Chad, of when it's going to be wrapped up? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it before. I think they said by end of January they should ha- oh, anticipate wow. having everything wrapped up. So Assuming I wonder how we've provided them with all the documentation uh, they need. There's wonder... a disclaimer in there. That's the disclaimer. The original... well, no, with the original package from them, it says we need everything from 2021 and everything from 2022. But we may need to go back further if things get messy. They didn't say if things got messy, but... Things get messy. That's if good. They, if, they, <laughs> if things weren't in line the way they are now, if everything isn't nicely packaged the way we presented it to them, you know, they... Interesting. They had a disclaimer for being able to go back even further into our books to have a look at that. They can only go back so far, right? Isn't it like five years they can go I, back? You have to keep your all your stuff for seven years. Seven, yeah, right? seven years. Yeah. So once your business is eight years old, every year you can have a a shredding On party fire. or a burning party or whatever it is, <laughs> and get rid of eight years old. I wonder how many people this auditor has that they're uh, auditing at any given period of time. I don't know. That would be interesting. I would like to know how much they do. Like, do they do five $2 million corporations a year? Do they do? Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be. That should be public information. You'd think so. Yeah. Or you'd you'd hope it would be, right? Yeah. That would be neat to know. That would be. Hmm. All government trends, all government should be public information. Yeah. Do you guys have the sunshine list where you guys yes. are? Oh yeah. 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 So. But it's like a hundred grand now. Yeah. Like, there's probably like four hundred thousand people on the list. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of money thirty years ago when they started that. What yeah. kind of excavator is yours? A two ten? Yeah. What year? Twenty eighteen. Huh. Why are you gonna buy one? No, there's just one for sale here. How many oh, hours no. are on yours? 4,300. Mm-hmm. So this one is probably more expensive than yours. Because this one has 8,350 hours on it, and it's 120 grand. So mine is more expensive. No, it isn't, because yours has half the hours. But they right? want... How much do they want for that one? They want 120 for this one, but it has twice as much hours. So yours obviously has far less hours. So you, you paid more for it because yeah, of I paid the machines. 
157, something like that. So you paid that you paid less for it in my mind because you got you got a better deal than this because you got one with four thousand less hours. That's a lot of fucking hours, bro. That's a lot of hours. That's, that's not four hundred hours. That's, that's not forty hours. That's, that's four thousand like, fucking hours, man. That's three three years worth of excavated yeah. time. Someone ran this one pretty hard. So that's why I'm saying that I think yours was a way better deal than this. Yeah, I'm happy with my shovel. I think you crushed that deal. This one has a heated seat. Mine has a heated seat. It's incredible. Does yours have an AMI pin grabber? Yeah. It's not AMI, but it's a... Uh, is yours, is yours def, def deleted? No. This one, this that's, one's... Yeah, that's a, you can do that for three grand, I hear. And it probably fucks up 5,000 other things, though. No, I hear it's it pretty some... good. Like it's pretty it? great. Yeah, yeah, because they're not like trucks, right? Where when you change ownership, you have to get them certified and emissions tested and all that. Like you just delete this, and then they're good to roll. Like, yeah, they're never going back to the dealer. Yeah, they're never going somewhere yeah. where you need them. Yeah, this is actually the first. I think it's the first machine we have to ever have def. In a machine, yeah. Like the skid the skid steer's got to the skid steer's got to be big to have dough. Yeah, like a yeah. Kubota. The only skid steer that has depth is the ninety-seven. Yeah, there's something to do with the horsepower rating. Yeah, like my skid steer, my five ninety-five is fairly new. It doesn't have depth. Mine, my, my twenty eighteen didn't. So. Oh yeah. How many uh, employees do you guys keep on during the winter, or how many employees do you lay off? All of them. All of them. They're, well, I stay on, and my wife stays on, and uh, everyone else takes their walking papers for a couple months. Like some of them will be back mid-March to clean stuff and grease stuff, and some are on call. And they all come back. Your season after knock season. on wood, yeah. I think we are planning on having everyone back next year. Nice, so we'll see. Uh, right now, everyone's laid off but the driver, but two drivers and me and Kelly, I guess. And then we have a few opportunities at work this winter, so mm -hmm. we'll probably have to call some people in for those opportunities, I guess. And you're expecting everyone back in the spring? As far as, far as I know, they'll all be back. Yeah. I I mean, if, if one of them wasn't, I would understand. If I set them free, it's, they're free yeah. agents. Like, yeah. I would never begrudge someone who found a job and stuck with it after we laid them off. But most of our guys are older and pretty entrenched in the, you know, in the whole, in the flow, ebb and flow of the business, I guess would be the way to put it, right? You like, you got them shopping at the company store. No, I think, they'd be, I think they'd be going to anyone's store. I, I just meant more <laughs> like the life, like, there's a lifestyle to being a landscape yeah. contractor. Like, there's yeah. a lifestyle to it. So I think they're all, I think sometimes too, by the time they've worked, you know, they're at our yard every morning 
for either six or earlier. The latest they would come in is six. Really? So there, or there could be earlier, five thirty, five fifteen, depending on where they're traveling to. And then they're usually back at the yard at five thirty six at night. So they're hmm. putting in twelve hour days, five days a week, for the whole season from the start to the finish. Hmm. So, um, because we want to be on sites by seven a.m. So it depends where we were. Even at even at the closest site, you know, more than likely you're going to be at the yard for six because you want to get the trucks ready and get them, make sure you have everything you need that day and what. It, anyways, it, yeah, it's a long, it's a long haul. It's a lot of hours. So, yeah. So I get it. I I went to the yard today and worked. I got the garbage out of the garbage bin, which was great, rewarding satisfying nice yeah we so we yeah i don't uh, like we would we i mean i don't have an expectation of them to return i hope they do but i don't have any ex like my hope is that they will all come back because they're good productive people but if one of them didn't i would never bear that person any will because i didn't find work in the winter and i'm the one that caused that on the flip side you could say that they have all turned down snow plowing with my friends. So, <laughs> so you do offer them that, right? Uh, if someone says to me that they want to do something in the winter, like plow snow or salt, I will find them someone that needs that. I have, obviously I have lots of connections in that world too. So if mm-hmm. they want to do that, I would be happy to set them up with that because I would hope that, at the conclusion of the snow season that the person who was, you know, using our staff would make sure that they, you know, wouldn't go out of their way to attempt to employ them. I guess that's the, the danger that people would be worried about. There was people taking your staff. So, um, but if at the end of the day, if someone goes to work for someone doing that and then decides at the end of the season that they're at the end of the snow season, that their life would be better staying there. I would want them to stay there if that's the belief of their life to be better. I wouldn't want them to come back to, to us if they believe their life is going to be better in the other place. Yeah. So, but yeah, I would always help them. I just, our guys are pretty old. They're not, um, they're not spring chickens. Well, Kyle, I guess is Kyle and Luke's 30 and Kyle's maybe 27 or something, 28. But the rest of them are like in their forties. So. <laughs> They're pretty pretty. Uh, Why? What did you do with your staff, Mike? Did you lay them off? Keep them on? Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Not expecting them back. Not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, guys! Uh, uh, a little Congress. Do we no. make an announcement? Do we talk about that? Uh, yeah, you guys tell me, like, well, what day are we? Are we having the Mammoth meetup at the Mammoth booth? Yeah, let's yeah. have that. Let's have that. All right. Let's well, have that. What day are we having the Mammoth meetup at the Mammoth booth? The day of the party. What's you said that? the party. Party is Wednesday, January 10th. Until they change it again last minute. Until they change it last minute. But it is on the back of their card. So we'll see. I, uh, I got to get a hotel. I should do that this week. 
I bet hotels are sold out. This is a very popular event. No, I got a hotel last minute, last time. Really? I think. Yeah, pretty sure. How far away was it? Right across the road. Do you, re- do you really <laughs> think that hotels sell out for this event? Well, I don't know. I don't know either. A lot of people come in from out of town. Really? Well, they're not, they're not necessarily coming in from like Saskatchewan, but if you're coming from Ottawa. Yeah, I guess so. Eh? I mean, there are people that would travel from Ottawa for Congress. Yeah, Ontario is yeah. pretty big. Well, and a lot of people love a good marching band. <laughs> marching band. <laughs> like, Mike said there was a marching band last year. I missed it, but Mike said it. I didn't see a marching band. Yeah, there was. It was, what, their 50th show? So that's a pretty big uh, thing. So they brought in the marching band. I saw someone paying for tickets last year, I think. I think. Yeah. Like, what kind of sucker pays for tickets? (laughs) Well, technically, someone's paying for your tickets. Yeah, I suppose. Right? If you use one of those scanner codes, like from whoever, then that, that company is paying for your ticket. Oh, really? What do you think? It's killing me? I know. Yeah, yeah, I thought because they have a booth, they get like unlimited free tickets. No. Oh, really? They I pay for that. every one. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So choose your least favorite company and have them pay for it. <laughs> Sign up for 500 tickets in their name. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Try to- Claw back your sand issues one fucking uh, other Congress ticket at a time. <laughs> Obviously, well, no, I just, it's so I'm not saying that 100% that's the case. I'm probably 85% sure. There's no fucking way that Landscape Ontario lets all those people walk in that building for free. I would well, assume. What's the they sense did. of having the event then? If they're not going to fill it with landscapers. Well, they do fill it, but they just make the corporations pay the tab. Yeah, well, I understand. I who did you order your ticket from, Mike? Oh, I don't know. I get tons of emails from all these companies saying, use our promo code to get free. So yeah. could have been my supplier, could have been a manufacturer. I don't know who it was. I'm sure they paid. the only, And one of the other reasons I know this is because we used to do Canada Blooms with Landscape Ontario, and they would say, email out this link to all your clients and see if they want Canada's Blooms tickets. They can get them through you because you're a, a display person. And But for every person that bought tickets, they charged you. Really? So wouldn't you want them to use someone else's ticket? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they're saying try to get your clients down there. But you wouldn't want to get your clients down because they're already your clients. You would want to get prospective clients. I, you would again, want to get someone else's code and send it to I'm them. I'm just telling you. Yeah. <laughs> if the I was Block Techo, I would get Lock Uni's code and be handing that one out. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, I'm pretty sure that that's how it works. Hmm. I don't think that... I'm sure there's probably you get like Maybe if you get a booth, you get a hundred. Depending on size, you get a hundred free tickets. That's what I would assume. It would but be. once you get over a hundred, then you're just paying for them. Hmm. Well, yeah. I think again, I'm not an expert in these affairs, and if I I don't have an exact knowledge of this, I um, 
I talked to Naylor. He has the podcast called uh, LCR Media, Lawn Care Rookie. And what he does with these events is he goes around and he puts up what's called Pod Row. It's like a podcaster's row of booths. And he does this to bring in and bring awareness to the event. Um, he's done it to for like a few different events in the States. And he talked to me about doing it at LO Congress. And I thought that would be a really cool idea, especially if uh, we had our podcast there or something. So I tried to get in touch with uh congress and i i never get an email back from landscape ontario on anything i'm not a member so maybe that's that's the case but whenever i email congress uh landscape ontario anybody i never get a response Mm -hmm. but i thought that would be a really cool idea i have like a podcaster's row there and yeah maybe they're they're not so interested in something like that because more it's more so like ontario focused but I mean, I'm sure the the booths would be interested in that because uh, bring aware- awareness to. Well, there's other. So North are North you? North. So what do they do in Podcasters Row? Like, what do they do? Oh, I don't know. Uh, they do like. <laughs> Why would you want to bring it if you don't know? <laughs> well, I was trying to set up Nailer with it, right? Because oh. he they they do like a row of booths that are podcasts. And then they just try to get guests that are at the show on the podcast, which is great for the booths that are already there for manufacturers. They're they're there. They can drop by the podcast row and be on a bunch of podcasts all at once. Right. Yeah, that's good for manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. we should set up ours right beside one of the sand manufacturers. <laughs> Give them a just chance a, to come on with us. And- just right in oh. the aisle. Where you're yeah. not supposed I'm to set anything up, we'll just pitch a tent. <laughs> Excuse me, guys, you're in the fire escape. <laughs> I think we should do podcasting on the bus that drives you around the fuck. I don't know if you guys remember last year I had that yeah, crazy ass bus, bus ride, experiment. Yeah. yeah. Start doing some podcasting on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. That could be exactly. a thing. So the meeting is on the 10th. On the 10th. Oh, on the 10th, yeah. I'm good what, to come down what, at whatever what time, time you guys want. What's the what most time does, inconvenient time, time for Chad? What time does it open? <laughs> 9 a.m.? No, they don't open that early. I think they're. it's only in the afternoon, isn't it? No, it opens nope, at like It's 9 a.m. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. 9 worked, 9 I, to so 5. for the record, I worked this show two years in a row. Oh. Yeah. I spent a lot of time at this show working a booth. Wow. A, a manufacturer's Look. booth. I'd love to see the T4 you got from working for it. What? All the money you made, Mike. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Raking it in. Raking what? it in the booth. Do you make anything extra for events and having to travel to for events when you work for a manufacturer as a rep? I, at the, well, I can only speak where I worked for it. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I see. Like, I, in my impression, from speaking to other reps was no because okay. i obviously when you're in the manufacturer rep business you end up talking to other manufacturer reps because you all end up in the same fucking places all the time yeah so they're not your they're not your pals per se is there but, any beefs between manufacturer reps uh I, I, from other manufacturers like between manufacturer to manufacturer I would say there's some beefs. Yeah. yeah. 
The it's world, a of, it's the a world, world of rap. It's <laughs> a whole different world of shit. Yeah, it took a while. Like, it took a while for me to get uh, immersed in the culture. Did you have a nemesis? <laughs> Did I have a nemesis? Yeah, uh, did you have a nemesis at another brick company? I don't, I can't remember if his whole he's not there anymore. He left. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh no. Well, recently his name was uh, Pavers King. No. <laughs> he's actually a decent guy. I think that just when I became Tekka, what? Because they all have Tekka on that. When I became, I think part of it was when <laughs> I became a rap because I had a perceived high profile on social media. Other reps just maybe felt insecure about their unperceived high profile on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it makes any difference when you're a rep. I think there's a valid argument that it's a deterrent to have a high profile on social media as a rep. I think the reps work the best when they're kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm sure the companies want the reps to be growing. I don't, I don't audience. think so. No, no, not in my opinion. Maybe wow. some of them, not all of them. I don't think it lends itself well. It just like it opens you you up to being attacked. It's hard for them to control all the accounts. Yeah, it gives people a lot of freedom and representation of big companies. That um, I think they just want you to be a firefighter as a rep, and maybe push their product. They have separate guys for. PR and all that shit, right? Like social media and the oh, there's an the expectation maybe... to do sales calls. I think if you're you have a social media account with your name on it and you're pushing product and whatever they send you every month, I think they probably like that. I think they probably like if you're posting about your friends or your clients jobs that are using your product they probably like that yeah i think that i i I still like i can't speak to every manufacturer or what their policies are but i do know that when you're a manufacturer rep with an account a social media account the potential for getting yourself into big trouble is pretty fucking high Hmm. you know because you're representing very large corporations and you're a lot of times you're using their name in the and you know one of the I think one of the things that comes up is who owns those accounts. Yeah, like the manufacturer doesn't own them. So if you build up a big following as a manufacturer rep, and then you switch to another company and wipe clean your account, you still have those five thousand followers on that account or whatever it is i'm just i you know i think it's a i believe that reps the best reps that i've ever met function well behind the scenes i don't think they're in your like you could argue that i was good at promoting events i don't think you could argue that i was the best rep i think you could argue i was the best at promoting events because i had a perceived a perceived following and a perceived um whatever status so i could promote events well but when it came to like behind the scenes 
being a rep, I don't think I was even in the top five out of the six that were working there when I was there. So what happened to the Paver King Instagram whenever you were at Confirm? Did you still have it? Yeah, I just like ran it still... the whole time. Like I was just, just was the next thing I did. Hmm. And, then when that was, like... and then when that was over, I just switched it to the next thing. I never, I never have ever cleaned my account. Okay. If you go through my account, everything I've ever posted since the very first day is there. We should have a Paver King Instagram episode where we start with post number one and we just go through it. There's 4,000 <laughs> posts. <laughs> so we've got a long off season here, guys. <laughs> long off season. I, so when I switched roles, I switched from, I just made a post saying I'm moving to a new future, a new life, and thanks. And then when I switched roles again, I think I made the same post. Just said, hey, this is what I'm doing now. I, 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 so I'm sure you guys saw it because I tagged you that when Caleb had the owner of CMG University on, he made a big point of saying that he, he doesn't badger people who come on his show unless they ask for it. Mm-hmm. He did made a, so I made a post asking to be badgered on that show. Because I, you know, I think that Caleb's a good interviewer, and I think that I'd love to see him badger me, because I like being badgered. I think it's a good mental test to be being <laughs> badgered. Um, to which, as of this recording, Caleb has never responded to the request. Hmm. He is, uh, but someone posted on the thing. What are you going to badger that guy with? He just says whatever the truth is, anyways. True. That someone posted that in the comments on my post was, how are you going to badger him? What are you going to ask him? Shit, shit that he already told you? <laughs> yeah, we lost yeah, we lost money last year. Yeah, I wasn't a great rep. Yeah, like, I'm pretty honest about things. Like, I don't think that I'm dishonest. So I think that that's was an interesting thing in that regard. But I, I have never deleted it. I keep every story I've ever posted. Every story I've ever posted on my Instagram is saved and they're saved. They're neatly saved and they're saved as paper King one through 32. There's one for not our finest. There's three for not our finest hour. Cause when you get to a hundred, you have to start the next highlight. So there's three for not. So if someone wanted to go back to my permacon days, there's it's all saved there. I all don't the even events, know how to do that. All the events save your story. Yeah. You just push a thing and it says highlight, and then you add it to the highlight on your homepage. Oh. So, I mean, on top of the 4,000 posts, every one of those bubbles has 100 stories in it, and I'm up to 32 paver kings. That's another sure. 3,300 posts plus whatever. I mean, I bet there's 10,000 posts on Instagram. Maybe not. Well, maybe. Maybe that much. Close to 10,000 posts on Instagram. But I have them all. They're all there. So if someone wants to pilfer through them and make fun of me or pick on me or ask me hard questions about things, it's all there. I never watched the account once. I don't think it's fair to people to watch the account. For me. I understand it if you were repping one company and now you're repping another while you'd watch the fucking account. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the guy that I had a beef with when I was at Permacon was... um, Billy Bob. 
Is that a real some, name? Yeah, like Teco Billy Bob or Teco. something. It's from the Niagara region. Is he still? No, guy? no, he left. He left. He's a nice guy. I've met him in person too. He's a good guy, but he took a couple shots at me when I was uh, when I was repping. Teco Billy Blue. That's it. Billy Blue. He's still no, got it. He's still there, I think. No, I think he left. Oh. I former, think, look at the former hardscaper, mentor, paver, coach. Holy shit. Maybe he was right to be getting it from you. Hmm. He never got it from me. I never oh, gave he anyone a hard time. He, yeah, he's a nice guy. Oh, here it is. He's seen a few things. He's seen a few things. Hmm. Okay, so here it says, good afternoon, good evening, good night. I'm officially turning over the keys to the Golden Horseshoe ter Territory. He's uh -huh. off to work at the family business and he's excited for the future. I'll be watching to see impressive stuff. He was a decent, he was a good guy, man. He was a nice guy. I think he was just, maybe he was just looking for a beef to get into it with me or something. I don't know. He, I've talked to him ever since then. He's a nice guy. Hmm. He was one of the people that messaged me on notes when no one else was using it. And I was posting things like, fuck you. And he was like, do you have some kind of problem with me? That's <laughs> 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 when it very first came out. I said, no, Bill. Why? And he's like, well, you know, he's telling me to fuck off. I'm like, he's telling everyone to fuck off, man. He's like, ah. <laughs> he's a good guy. He doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes. And maybe I said something that was personal to him, but I didn't even realize. I say a lot of shit. I got a big fucking mouth. <laughs> I say shit. And you can't take it back. So, I mean, maybe I did well, say you can't something take it back. about, no. So what time, just so we get through this before this hour is over. Yes. <laughs> so it's on the 10th of January at the mammoth booth. I will message Mo and find out what the booth number is so we can post it, but it's at the mammoth booth. Um, and we're all three of us are going to be there. At the same time, or are we doing rotating shifts to see which one of the three of us attached to the largest crowd? Oh, I think oh. we should all be there. Yeah, I think I we don't think I can pull a crowd. I don't think I can. I think the landscape daddy can pull a crowd, especially if you promise a dictation of one of your poems. I think you could pull a crowd. Yeah, I don't know. We can all pull a crowd. It's just different people. Yeah, I don't know if I could pull a crowd. Oh. King, PK would pull the biggest crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't even think me and Chad need to be there. Yeah, I don't think so. We'll just That's do that. Such crap. PK, why don't you just get cardboard cutouts of us? Yeah. <laughs> and put them beside you. People can sign the back and then uh, you can send it out to us. So it opens at nine, Chad. Let's say noon. Can we go for noon? Noon. The lunchtime yeah. meetup. Well, the then I can leave at up. 6 o'clock. There's no traffic going through. At 9 o'clock, there's traffic. Should we ask the listeners to bring us lunch? And I'll review it. I'm just well, joking. Don't yeah. bring lunch. <laughs> Why don't we make it one so that people, if they sure. are getting lunch, it's they can yeah. go at 12 Great. and come back for one. Great. And then that gives you at least a little bit more time there. 1 p.m. I, th I think there's less people there at 1 p.m. than there is at 12. Oh, is there? Oh, because oh, people, people leave. People go, people go for lunch and they never fucking come back. Gotcha. 
They end up in restaurants, boozing. That's true. I want you to do live pizza up, run reviews, up, PK. Running up the reps at the booth. Credit cards. A live pizza review. Yeah, at the booth. The first year from Cornwall. Oh, Chad <laughs> brings already, the Cornwall pizza. He already did one. Oh, that's right. I that's did right. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so I was watching this thing, and they say Windsor has the best pizza in Ontario. And you know who came second? Who? Cornwall. No way. Who wow. came second? She. Yeah. My, I didn't think Windsor has the best anything. Windsor has take... the best, bar none, the best pizza. <laughs> the poorer the city, the better the pizza. <laughs> I see. <laughs> And Windsor, how much? How yes. much is it? I'm, you said you, one episode. You said you got your pizza from Little Caesars. You yeah. have access to great pizza, and you still go to Little Caesars. Sometimes you want a shitty pizza. It's not all the time you want a good pizza. I can I, agree with that. So I agree with that. Yeah. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you uh, want to go into Circle K and buy the cardboard. Yeah. It's like just reminds you right of now. a different time, yeah. Yeah. a different time in your life. Yeah. Yeah, and all you could afford was the cardboard. There's a nostalgia to the shitty pizza. That's why I think people still buy those round little pucks that you you used to get in elementary school. At yeah, top, pockets. Whenever you could buy a pizza for a dollar. No, no. Yes, they're like the little pizza, but all it was is like sauce and maybe like three grains of cheese. Yes, <laughs> and they were awful. They were fucking god awful. I right? bought Paisley was staying by herself. At her mom's, I think, and we got she got some of those, and then she fucking loved them. Are you talking about like the like, Lunchables? No, no, no like, little little they came pizzas. in twos. McCain pizzas, in twos, yeah, and you would break them in two, half. Yeah. Yep. I don't even I know, know what exactly. you guys are talking about. Really? Yeah. You did not. You lived in kind of a childhood. Do you have? Yeah. Oh man. He <laughs> <laughs> was so busy with eating his good pizza. Yeah. <laughs> good I love those things. I would still buy those things. The sauce has a certain tang to it that is unachievable on any other pizza. <laughs> they're McCain McCain minis or something. Yeah, That's I what don't know. Yeah, they're great. They were awful. They're the best. Oh, they were so good. I like any kind of pizza though. That's why like my pizza reviews are fucking tainted. I like You're any biased. pizza. Any I kind of pizza. pizza. I love any kind of. It doesn't matter what it is. I love it. So I'm I'm fucking biased. I try to be hard on them, but it's hard. It's difficult. Someone got a really shitty review. Oh, the Tim Hortons pizza. Tim Hortons had pizza? I didn't even know. Yeah, I did a review of it. I knew they released pizza. I just in Durham region it wasn't a thing. Because only certain people were carrying it as a test. But when I was doing this stupid it's not stupid, I guess, if I don't fall off a roof. When I was doing the working at heights thing. I went to the Tim Hortons and there was they had pizza there. I thought we talked about it on the podcast. Obviously, know. maybe not. No, not the maybe Tim Hortons not. pizza. No. Yeah, so they had Tim Hortons pizza. The McDonald's it pizza? Was, I heard the McDonald's pizza was really good. My brother I remember it being always good. eat that. Yeah. I remember it being good. But yeah. again, it's pizza, so I have a very tainted view. Like it's really tainted. Any kind of thing with tomato sauce and cheese, I'm pretty much fucked. That's just my jam, I guess. That's, That's just my jam. What okay, you, are we you, saying 12 o'clock Wednesday, January 10th? Yeah. I would like to fuck up everyone's lunch. Okay. That Plus, seems unfair. That way, I, my other goal is to gather enough people that someone will take us out for lunch after. Ooh. Someone will be like, guys, I'm a poly sand company. Probably. 
I, I, I want someone to come up and be like, guys, my company has grown so much. Listen to this podcast advice that I want to buy the three of you lunch. Oof. I don't think that person exists, but we can hope. <laughs> I, no one has ever said to me, man, your podcast really helped me grow my business. <laughs> All, but no one has also ever said my business went tits up because of you guys. And that's a better goal, I think. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a way better goal. I I don't I I have gotten a message that somebody was going through a tough time and our podcast really helped. I think true. that that's probably better than helping that's way better business. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about people's business. I give I care about their lives. <laughs> right? I inherently I think that that's potentially the danger in people who are very young broadcasting all their shit all over the internet and trying to teach other people stuff is that if I was broadcasting everything that I thought was really good at 22 there would have been a lot of people whose lives got really fucked up over that (laughs) favorite weed reviews <laughs> How to get stopped at the border? How to repeatedly get harassed at the border? <laughs> I went to the so for the first time in five years, I went to the chiropractor because I've been having uh, mobility issues to say the least. And so I went to the chiropractor, and she said, "Stand up straight." And I said, "But I am." She said, "Yeah, no." Oh, and then she concluded that uh, my hips are completely frozen. There's no movement left at all. 100%. I don't know how you describe like 100% unmovable. I don't know. Seized. Seized. 100% seized. So she began the process of unseizing my hips, which was super painful. Hmm. But so it's uh, that's what you get, people. If you. uh, you want to do 50 years as a landscape or be 50 years old and be in the landscaping trade. You get see these tips. I do like that people like Chad's age and younger are doing things like going to the gym and stuff and running. I think that's smarter than me. It's a new age. I think you'll be in better shape at 50 than I will be. That's the goal. I went, I did a CrossFit class today for the first time in Ooh, I want to say eight months, ten months, and I am a hurting unit right now. Like I won't be able to walk tomorrow. Really? But yeah, I I told myself I got to get back into more physical activity because the days now are mostly sitting in the truck or yes, going around and pointing my finger and stuff. I'm not doing all the shit that I did every single day anymore like i'm not screening base for eight hours at a time or raking for weeks and weeks at a time like now i'll pick up a wide rake and i'll rake for five minutes and i'll have to stand up on the rake and huff and puff for five minutes and then get back at it and the guys are like you can't do this anymore go sit in your truck and (laughs) yeah you guys are right look what i've become so. Well, you haven't become me, who's got well, completely seized hips and a 
crooked spine. So I feel like doing physical activity is uh, that part of like, well, there's lots of things I can respect to people that are younger than me, but the whole like staying physically fit. I think that the being a hockey goalie five nights a week for 25 years also had an impact on my body. Yeah. As well. Cause I used to play four or five nights a week. Even up till three years ago, I was playing before the pandemic. I was playing three nights a week. Wow. Every week. But I was like 45. But before that, like when I was in my 20s, six, seven days a week, every day, all year, 365. So at what age do things really start to drop off then? Is it 45? Oh, recently. 48, 49. 48, really? Yeah. Oh, yes. Horribly. Hmm. Yeah. I've been yeah, I would have assumed they went drastically affected. <laughs> uh, no, I was pretty like I mean I I've been doing this a really long time, and I also obviously was just talking about playing hockey excessively. I've had a lot of physical pain for as long as I can remember. I don't know, at least thirty five years, maybe more. I can't remember ever not waking up not being in pain. I don't remember that day. Or sleeping and waking up three or four times. I wake up at least four or five times a night because if I move the wrong way, pain goes shooting through my entire body. Um, so I and I don't take painkillers because I feel like if you take painkillers and then you do stuff that you wouldn't be doing, that'll make you more hurt. And I, I'm not saying that's rational; it's just my own thing. Like I wouldn't yeah. take a, I wouldn't take Advil and go to work because then I might lift something that would hurt me worse. Whereas if I can feel the pain then I know when I can't lift more than that. I'm not saying this is rational or anyone else should be remotely taking any kind of a medical <laughs> advice from me. It's just the way it is for me. Uh, so, but the lot, and so I'm, even when we, cause obviously I went to, um, I went to con perm. And then when I came back, uh, I was in the field every day, like building landscapes. And I feel like I was in pretty good shape. I, I don't think that, Things sort of went downhill for me until uh, the the spa job. I ended up in the trailer a lot because I was managing like 35 people on site, like 35 landscapers and doing planning sessions and had to, you know, answer to 500 fucking people um, about things that had nothing to do with me. And so I think that was the start of the decline. But then I, when we bought the second bin truck, I think that driving the truck every day has had a drastic effect on my health, on my on my mobility part of my health. Hmm. And being 50 and not taking care of myself at all, uh, ever in my life, well, I mean, in at least 30 years, I haven't done anything productive with taking care of myself. I'm just paying for all that stuff right now. Hmm. So I can't even, like, I we got a new dog. Um, so, which is a big dog. She's big. Um, and, uh, kind of, I ever said our other dog passed away. Oh, sorry. One to hear of you, our, man. Yeah. Was one she, of our the dogs. The one that got stranded on the Ottoman? No, that no, Feedy's okay. Uh, our, our big dog passed away. Uh, he, and we got him when he said he was five, but he could have been eight when we got him. We had him five years. So, um, he's good. So now we had, we got a, uh, it's an Italian sheepdog and it's called a Mir Mirmar. It's like such a rare breed. It wasn't even in the vet's computer. Um, mm. she, wow. she came from a shelter. She didn't have a home. So uh, we have, but she's big. 
and strong. Um, well, she's supposed to weigh 120 pounds and she only weighs 50. Oh, so but she's up to she gained 12 pounds since we've had her, so she's gaining weight back. But she's a big, strong dog. So for me, walking with her and her pulling me, I can walk like one a day. I would like to walk oh. her twice, but if I walk her twice, I'm in ridiculous amount of pain. So she's gonna unseize those hips. She is gonna, uh, the dog is gonna be the one that uh, her name is Martha. Martha is gonna unseize our my hips. Yeah. So I've been I've actually been attempting to take my health as a priority for about a month, which is I've never done that before. It's an interesting concept. To take your own health Better as late a priority. than never. Yeah. Well, let's let's fucking hope. <laughs> let's let's fucking hope better late than never. But when I see a lot of the younger contractors now, these guys are like they're into physical fitness. And I'm like, good for them, man. That's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Because I obviously it didn't pan out great for me at 50. I would like to get in shape well enough to play hockey one more year. That's my goal. To play one more season. Knowing it's the last season I'll ever play, but play one more. It was a very large part of my life for a very long time. So one more year. Even if it's only once a week. The league I play in normally plays twice a week. Even if it's only once a week, then that's uh, that's my goal to get back to at least. Even if you played backup. Oh, I would back up someone as long as I didn't have to play. <laughs> I didn't have to play. I could run backup. It's but I think part of it too is because I did that three days a week. My body didn't seize up like. Yeah. Because when you're playing any kind of sport or doing like CrossFit. You have to move your body in certain ways that maybe you don't normally do. But when you stop doing all that stuff, you can lead a pretty sedentary life of saying, okay, I know this won't hurt. I know I can do that. I know I can do this. And then you, but you keep just squeezing those things down over time to where you get to the point where you're like, these are the three things I can do. Yeah. And so I just do those three things. It is terrible. It's terrible. You're, making your body into a prison by doing yes. less and less, right? That's true. So so I'm attempting to get out of that mold. Jailbreak. I'm going to jailbreak my fucking body and try to take over someone else's. <laughs> Mostly I'm going to transfer my consciousness through the air. I'm going to pick someone at Congress at the Mammoth meetup. And... Mm. So, man, have you guys heard about this? Because Mammoth's been doing a big, big advertising campaign about it. Ooh. The uh, it's, tax write-off uh, thing, eh? The tax write-off, yeah. Yeah. So that's an actual thing. But all they're doing, it, I think what they're allowing you to do is to claim that all in one. I feel like this is, like, not that, I, I mean, obviously I'm a pro-Mammoth person, but they're going to sell you a, a mini skin on mini skin steer, 36-inch. And a buggy, which is the buggy that we had on loan from them. It's a decent. It's a good buggy. Uh, for thirty one thousand bucks. Yeah, but is there not something in there about how you got to give back? Well, so no, it's thirty grand later or something. No. So it's thirty one thousand yeah. dollars, and then um, from that thirty one thousand, they they'll the the bill C thir- C nineteen 
will return $8,000 back to you. So you're actually only paying $23,000 for the mini skid steer and the buggy. Hmm. That's good. That, that's good. But you can only, it's one, like, you can never depreciate those items again. Right. Yeah, normally you depreciate those items over five years. They're letting you depreciate it all in one year. And the only reason do. why you do that is if you had a really good year, people shouldn't just hop on that just because it's a tax rate off. Uh, I don't, I'm suspicious of anything the government does. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have a hard look at beast bill C-19 before I did it. Right. But I still think even if you were paying the full pop 32,000 for the stand on skid steer and the buggy, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. That yeah. seems good. Yeah. That seems can like I depreciate my entire big you activator? Can, you can this, I'll, year? I'll, this year. Yeah. Under bill C-19. Yeah, I'll let the accountant figure. That's what we pay them for, to figure out how to do this shit in the best way possible. It might be very advantageous for you because you paid cash for it too, right? Yes. We anytime every anytime someone says you paid cash, I'm I'm picturing like actual cash money. But no, we paid with money that's not loaned to us or finance. Right? Like it's all natural designs money that paid for that shovel. You should have gone Which and got is, which may the have been the biggest check got, I ever written. I've ever should, wrote, written. You should have gone and got the, the money out of the bank in a briefcase and brought it to them. They would say, we don't have that kind of money here. It's going to take a while. And then they probably send someone from the CRA to fucking hold your hand until you get to the place and then probably. hold the other guy's hand before he goes to deposit it or something. That's true. Like It would be fun, though. There's alarms, silent alarms going off at the bank whenever you're asking for that much money. Like... There's got to be, you know. So you wrote a we check. We can't do anything in this country. Yeah. I wrote a oh, check. Oh, you're right about that. Fuck this country. $58,000 plus tax. I think it was 178 So. I got to put her to work. Got to put her to work. She's been working around the yard. But uh, we got to hire gonna... a rock truck. Yeah. Load up the rock truck, bring it around the house, build a house. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to do. How much is it? Are you going to hire a driver or just rent a rock truck from a rental place? I think it's best to hire a driver. Like hire, have... some, hire someone's rock truck with a driver? Yeah. It's only 110 bucks an hour, 100 bucks an hour, 110 bucks an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's the same guy who did our land clearing, right? Yeah, for the amount of soil you can move in a rock truck, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, so $1,000 a day and we're done. And I don't have to worry about breaking the thing or getting it stuck or yeah, backing into the house or something like that, you know. just that's how. We do have to put in our own septic. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we don't have to, but we have a plug price to do it. So we would save like 15 grand if we did it ourselves. I've just never put in a septic before. I hear it's very easy, but I guess so we'll you find have to out. be licensed. No, not because it's my own property. Oh, okay. Because you own it. Yeah. Because I own it. I can There's do no it license. There's no license requirement. Yeah. So, so we'll see. There'll be a story about it one day. Daddy builds. Uh. <laughs> Daddy builds. Daddy builds. 
That's good. I thought we had questions. We do have questions. Um, yeah. Should we get to them? Sure. I want to start actually a segment here. I've been going through PK's feed. I'm oh all the God. way back in 2013. Uh, this could be a good off-season <laughs> segment. Uh, it would be the... Uh, PK, tell us about the time. That's the sure. name. Oh, let's name the okay. In 2013, PK, tell us about the time you laid out a um, tackle block antica. You spelled out the word tackle block with antica, and you laid around it and took a picture of it and posted it. Uh, so I didn't do that. The residential crew did that. Oh, uh, I see. And they wrote it out, and then they took a picture, and I think we were in some kind of competition at the time to get the most likes on a Facebook post to win some kind of prize. Mm. And I think that's why we did that. There's always a story behind the picture. And that's when they first, that's sort of when we first started using their products too. And that's when there wasn't very many manufacturers that were sort of online, but that is a, that is a, that is a, um, a good picture an epic picture i think the people that are in it there's five guys in it yeah i think so i, I scrolled yeah. past it now i think there's five two yeah. of them are steve and mike for sure and then i think joe bailey i bet there's still someone from our crew potentially in that picture i think jay was there he's not on our crew anymore but he was uh, I don't know who the fit. Maybe there's only four. I know there was at least. Hmm. I think those four guys are in that picture for sure. Yeah, there's four there. So yeah. if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll actually see the picture. Oh, no. So that's not. That's uh, Mike, John Faria, Steve. And uh, I don't know who the, I think the other guy I can't make out, but I think it's probably Joe Joseph. Okay, one more. Uh, tell us about the time you started the hashtag Hardscape Rob Ford. <laughs> and posted uh, pictures like this. There's a guy that worked for us named uh, Brandon McNally who looked, I would say. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. I would say I he looked. I say he looked a tiny bit like Rob Ford. So we did a bunch of uh, Hardscape Rob Ford posts and. One of the there were some commercials that we ran. This it was he was fighting for better compaction because Olivia Chow wasn't offering full compaction rates, and John Tory was only giving compaction to his rich friends, and he was <laughs> Rob Ford was bringing compaction to the regular man. There's a bunch of there's a whole bunch of those hardscape Rob Ford ads. We did a bunch of ads for it. Maybe two. there's one where we, you know, the famous picture of him with the crack dealers. Yeah. Somewhere in that mix, there's, there's that. We retook that picture where everyone was doing exactly the same pose. <laughs> and we, re, we retook the picture of, uh, of with him, with uh, Brandon being Rob Ford. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, a, that was good times. Those were good times with that stuff. That's when, um, Instagram video was like I think maybe first coming out to compete with Vine. Oh wow! And their videos were 15 seconds, and Instagram's videos were 
Now, Vine videos were seven seconds and Instagram gave you 15. That was a big deal. That was a really big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. You guys were in kindergarten. <laughs> 2013? <laughs> I think my business was fresh. Yeah. Like, we yeah. were brand new, I think. What were you doing in 2013, Mike? Uh, if it was the winter, that would have been my last season snow plowing. And only season. Yeah, and only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way to put it, I guess. <laughs> oh, you're the one that claims it was the only one. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a, the back in those days, there was a lot of, we did a lot of good stuff. We used to do uh, a weekly dance video every week. We did, uh, I couldn't get we my dad have... to do a weekly dance. Yeah. <laughs> every every week, every week we did, or every Halloween we did a Halloween spectacular. One time we did a, a magic mic video. I think I've never seen that. that. Yeah, Bill, who actually works for us now, was a stripper. <laughs> so uh, he, but he was, he was. There's, in part of the video, he's in a client's backyard stripping, and uh, and the clients are sitting in the house eating dinner <laughs> or something, and he's stripping. The clients are in the video. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so, so that's what we were doing in 2013. So there that's, you go. Uh, that's our first segment uh, of PK. Tell us about the time that what the fuck was what actually was going it? on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you actually and how do you think that it was going to help you sell work <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a pizza review today and I was like this is not helping me sell work <laughs> <laughs> like I I don't see how this is helping me sell any jobs but it is and the, the, the pizza I was hoping, like they didn't have cheese pizza the guy only had pepperoni he got a 7.5 for it. He had good pizza, but if you don't offer cheese pizza, you're not a traditionalist. You're not in, like, I drove out of my way to check the place out. You could have just taken the pepperonis off. It's, I want to eat the pizza the way it was prepared and intended. I don't sacrifice my integrity here, man. This <laughs> no. My reviews have integrity. And I'm, I'm telling you that I don't, I will not, I review it the way it's served to me. If I take it off, he could claim the review is faked. True, I suppose. He got a seven point five. Yeah, that's pretty good. In my world, it isn't. I usually give people eight or nine. <laughs> you <generous. laughs> I, I think Circle K got eight. <laughs> <laughs> but in Circle K's defense, they have smokes and energy drinks. Oh, okay. Did you guys do. did you guys see my story about consistency? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's consistency that helps you breed profit. It no. was the last day of the season, and I was going to pick up a bin and I was chugging a Red Bull, eating a pepperoni stick, and it occurred to me that's consistency, man. Mm. I started the season drinking Red Bulls, eating pepperoni sticks. I finished the season, and that's the kind of thing you if you want to grow a business, you must remain consistent. I like that you'll give a pizza shop a higher score if they have smokes, energy drinks, and pepperoni sticks, but you'll dock points if they put pepperoni on their pizza. Yes, that's true. (laughs) This is what happens when you're in charge of your own account. They should never have given everyone the freedom. 
they're slowly taking it away because yeah. Trudeau also doesn't think it's appropriate. So he's slowly yeah. taking it away. What were the questions, Mike? 